Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Hey, it's Josh Kennedy here, host of the Fit Over 30 podcast. Today, we're talking about conditioning for everyday athletes. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger, and live better. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Tuesday. But if you're listening to this and you're not part of the inner circle, you're missing out on some great content. Video courses, books, masterclasses, workouts, private groups, and our coveted monthly print magazine. You can discover our very best content content and join us at strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle now back to the show this is the fit over 30 podcast if you're new to the show it's great to have you here please make sure you subscribe and review that way we can keep out great free content and reach more people with all of our awesome work wouldn't you agree james breeze Oh, yes, indeed. Absolutely. Please do so. I'd highly encourage it. And what's happening with you today? No like witty comment in between the two takes for the intro bit and the second intro bit? or just No, no. but nobody would know that anyway, because our wonderful editor, Sophia, edits that out. So how would they know? They've never exactly, heard it. I'm just giving fully you an professional. Fully professional. I'm giving, him, I'm giving him an insight now into the world of editing in Strength Matters world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, indeed. Uh, this is a Monday. It's... Um, Overcast, but I've just had to take my hoodie off. Still quite warm here. British summertime. Piddling it down before. Uh, how how is it? How excuse me? Put my teeth back in. How was your weekend? Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> Brilliant. Should we move on, um, or do you want to expand on that? No, no, it's fine. No, no. Like I was involved with the shortest cricket game in the history of cricket games on Saturday. We got bowled out for sixty-one. If you understand like, cricket, that's terrible. And Classic. then they knocked it off in five overs, and five that was overs. the end of the game. Five overs. Literally. Really, it that's... was it was awful. It was absolutely diabolical. Uh, but apart from that, like uh, cricket was rained off yesterday as well. So, but me and Kat had a great time going to find uh, some food in Cardiff. And we went to watch Minions in the cinema last night. That's that's how we roll. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Why not go and watch your kids' film? Absolutely. It's, it was great. Haven't they already done a million Minions film? I think, I think Despicable Me is the main ones and stuff. But it was just like there was nothing else. Like, we've seen Thor. We've yeah. seen everything else in the cinema, and it was like, oh, do you know what? Let's go and watch Minions. <laughs> yeah. That was it. So that was why it. not? Why not? I said to you before, uh, I am three quarters of the way through um, Batman, and I am really enjoying it. And then, nice. in my humble opinion, he is a better Batman than Christian Bale. But that is... Uh, Cost controversial. I don't think it's controversial. Uh, because, you know, I I am a former highly unsuccessful actor. So I'm looking at it from, <laughs> a, <laughs> from an acting point of view. <laughs> looking at it from an acting perspective, the more I watched of it, the more I just realised... Now, don't get me wrong, I really enjoy Christian Bale's Batmans. I think they're great. Really, really good. But the more I watched Robert Patterson, the more I realised that Christian Bell just shouts a lot. And when you're having to shout a lot, again, this is looking from an acting perspective, right? You lose your status because you're having to, you know, scream and shout. Whereas Robert Patterson, he's much more, much calmer, more intimidating and a quiet, you know, he's just, he's got, I love the sound effect of him, of him walking. That's something great they've, <laughs> they've done. And he's just, yeah, he's very still. And he could, it just gives that presence, I think, uh, better. Cool. Comes across as more, um, yeah, more intimidating, I, th- I think. Um, oh, cool. No, I, 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 I'm really enjoying it. I, I can't, I mean, got about half an hour left. We have to watch it in shifts at the moment. <laughs> ah, 
Just new kids baby hang. and all that. Yeah, kids. Kids. Hang. Kids. kids hang. Anyway, I'm sure people uh, are thoroughly uninterested in my opinion on Batman, so let's talk about conditioning for everyday athletes, shall we? <laughs> we'll give it a good go. Yeah, this, this is interesting today. Um, just from like the past few weeks, we, we've been diving into the world of professional sport a little bit behind the mm-hmm. scenes here, um, helping and seeing a few things and working towards a few things. It's made us reevaluate and look at different areas of conditioning. And also it's quite topical because it's pre-season soccer. I use soccer because we don't get our American friends confused with football uh, <laughs> yeah. over in the States. Uh, it's, you know, it, there's a lot of pre-season stuff going on. You're seeing all the videos online, people doing things. So we wanted to share our thoughts on conditioning. When I talk about conditioning, you know, I'm talking more aerobic fitness, mm. I think. And then having all the different gears to go towards. It's not particularly strength training. You could do conditioning around a mixture of circuits and stuff. But we're talking more for, I think, team sports and more athletic running type endeavors, mm. I think. But you can apply these principles to just everyday life too. And that's kind of what we want to focus on today is to how we get somebody with good aerobic capacity that can recover fast, but also actually performs at quite quite a high speed and can repeat, you know, these high speeds on going over and over again over time. So we just want to dive into our, our topic. Again, if you've read the book Maximum Aerobic Power, that's a good starting base for you to understand where we're coming from. Yeah. This is, um, I would say, expanding on what we talk about in Maximum Aerobic Power because uh, in that, which they're sort of based around a lot of mixed modal um, in, in the aerobic power, we're going to sort of uh, talk about a little bit slightly different stuff um, from, from, from mixed modal now. Maybe we should do a Maximum Aerobic Power uh, Volume 2. Ooh, get to that. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Let's go along yeah, with the, the other two The, the, the like... director's cut, the expanded edition. Director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> like Batman. Exactly. Like Batman, like Batman versus Superman. Exactly. The, um... Yep. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, so like in, ma- in the maximum aerobic power, I think it's an important to understand that we created the book to help everyday people understand more about aerobic capacity, but give them like a balance between the gym and mm. say true aerobic work. It's, it's a trade-off between the two to still try and help people move forward. Um, it's not developing. True aerobic work is done by doing non-weighted activities. Yep. Strength training is very important. Don't get me wrong. However, to develop true aerobic uh, capacity, you need to, it's it's done unweighted. You can't mm-hmm. do it swinging kettlebells. Um, spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> is the best way to. I think you've just ruined some it. people's days there. Completely ruined some people's not, days. But um, hey, but it's 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 that idea. So, like, if you go back to the book, there's three phases. You have got base, aerobic power, and then you've got. Um, like rev the engine it's like the final stage it's like some energy system term is aerobic um, a picture of lactic bit in the middle and then a lactic yeah. towards the end I think is a good way to put it Yeah. Uh, it's, and this is aerobic power zones the middle zone of death which we want to try and avoid most of the time hmm. because most people live there they start doing hit workouts they're doing yeah. hard workouts yeah. which goes far beyond their intensity yeah. so, so it doesn't us, build it, it gives them that we, as we talk about in the book they've got that massive dead zone in the middle um, yeah. and it doesn't doing that kind of work obviously puts the body under a lot of stress a lot of cortisol etc etc but it doesn't push the aerobic threshold up and that's why we no. always talk about the base right and you can expand on this more because we want to close that 
middle zone down and get it as close as possible to the anaerobic uh, threshold, which threshold. is why we talk so much about base building first. Yeah. So you have your, everyone, talk, everyone knows that the anaerobic threshold, you want to try and move that needle as far away as possible yeah. because it's a great indicator for your overall aerobic capacity. Um, but what the people don't realize is that to truly develop aerobic capacity, you need to have a very high aerobic threshold, not anaerobic, aerobic threshold. Move it as close as you can towards that, that anaerobic threshold uh, to improve that. And to do that, it's about base building and working below sub-threshold work, yeah. which and being means strong enough. super easy. Yeah, and being strong, absolutely. Yeah. And being strong enough to go deep enough into that system to maximally develop it. That's the whole concept of the book. So when it comes to conditioning, um, what we're trying to do with people. Now, not everyone wants to run a marathon. Not everyone wants to run an ultra marathon. Yeah. But we still want to be fit for maybe some team sport. Let's for example, I play cricket. So I want to be, you know, my main goal, much as I love going up and down mountains, is actually cricket. That's my main priority. So yeah. there's lots of running repeats that I have to do yeah. all How day. How far is the wicket? How far between the wickets and cricket? So the wickets are 22 yards, about right. 20 meters or so. Yep. Uh, for our European friends, but the size of the pitch is quite vast. Yeah. So you're running, you're running like it's about eighty to ninety yards either side of the wicket. So you're doing sprints yeah. of ninety yards if you're chasing after the ball, and you're doing so repeatedly for three to four hours. So it's like fast sprints, recover, fast sprints, recover. You know, technically sometimes in some places you're doing sprints every every two minutes at yeah. that sort of pace. And when you're batting, it's even quicker. And then you're going to make logical decisions mm. uh, to get recover fast and to do it. So what we're trying to get at here now is that, well, what do you do once you have a base? So when I say a base, what I'd like to see is somebody be able to run sixty, uh, sorry, run ten kilometers in under sixty minutes. That's a good starting point. Yeah, it's not. It's not world record beating by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good base. Or just being able to run for 60 minutes. Yeah. You've got to do it first of all, you've got to be able to do 60 minutes. <laughs> for, yeah. First, that's, that's uh, goal number one. And then obviously and I, 10, 10K in under 60 is goal number two. Yeah. Exactly. And then that's, and that's the important bit for the 60 minute side of things is it's about having a base so it allows you to recover faster. Mm-hmm. That's the important yep. thing. If you haven't got that long base and you you're not doing it consistently, you're not going to be able to recover fast enough so you can't do these repeats as much as mm-hmm. the intensity that you need. Yeah. And for team sports, as you've just mentioned, we think about it in this way of being able to make better decisions. Because if you're blowing out your backside, for want of a better term, you're not going to be able to think straight. So you're going to be nope. quickly outing quicker or make a bad throw or pass or whatever your sport is if you can't think clearly so that's why we think a base is so important exactly but also it carries over to everyday life think about you everyone with kids work decisions you Mm. need a good base because you're running around doing everything that you need to get through by in life work family kids even training whatever at all an aerobic base carries over to all these decisions you make it Mm -hmm. makes life a lot easier makes you have clearer a clearer mindset clearer thought process I think to do. I, I know, for example, for me, for if I'm not aerobically fit, I can I can feel it when I'm working. I can't. I just I can't make those distant, snappy decisions yeah. uh, like I normally do, which I need to do when it comes to work all the time. So that's the base. That's the base side of things. So, like, well, let's just say I want to talk. The condition side of things is is slightly related to team sports, mm-hmm. but I think we can learn a lot from that because the one thing that we talk about all the time is you know working at aerobic threshold, which is long, slow stuff. Yeah. Right. Long, slow stuff, you know, ideally you should be able to go all day at this sort of pace 
Um, and, you, and you need to do a lot of it to build your base, particularly if you're into hiking, into mountaineering, all these sort of things. You need to go for long, 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 long. You can't, you can't short change. Just, you've got to put the hard yep. work in and lots of hours doing this work here. Yep. Now, however, what if you don't want to do all these stuff? What if you're, it is team sports and just being a little bit fitter? Well, then we need to go into this like this aerobic power zone phase two we talk about yeah. uh, and how we develop along here. Now, this is important. This is, when we talk about aerobic power, this is not about killing yourself as fast as you can, as fast as possible. It's not about sprinting. No. Okay. As an example, it's about pushing and flirting with your threshold, your anaerobic threshold, and like seeing how far we can move that and play with it and flirt with it a bit longer. So what we're talking about here is Let's keep it nice and simple. A good way to have this is maybe tempo runs. Mm. So a simple tempo run is between a certain distance. So yeah, I'm going to make the dis- dis- distinguish this because obviously people do who do train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, whatever it is, tempo running, uh, they might get confused thinking that, you know, run, run a mile at zone two, run two miles in zone three a mile in zone four. We're not talking about that kind of tempo run. Exactly. This, this is shuttle yeah, exactly. work. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's more shuttle work based on the yard. It's just very simple. Let's talk about 100 yards. It's a yeah. very good way to do it. You, people can find 100 yards anywhere. And we're encouraging people to run at this sort of distance. Running more than jogging or sprinting. It's, that's a mm. very big distinguisher here. So if we're trying to do this conditioning pieces here now, we want people to run faster because we're talking about running now so therefore i want to see people run 100 yards uh, between 70 to 80 percent of their capacity it's not a sprint and yep. it's definitely not like jogging we're trying to move between point a and point b as fast as we can within about 80 percent and we're going to repeat this effort for x number of times or a certain time frame over you know and then increase this up this is what we i do here now but the key to this now is using heart rate for recovery and knowing what you want to do with this. So our big thing is, is that we we like to use for pretty much everything where possible, rather than use time as an indicator to recover between aerobic pieces of aerobic sets, we want to use heart rate because it's more individual to you. Mm, yeah, it's much more personalized. So we, we so. use, exactly. So we, want, we, we use a formula 160 minus your age. That's 160 minus your age. So for me, I'm 40 in two weeks time. Um, so keep it nice and simple. So I was doing, I was doing some tempo runs yesterday. So I would run, I only had 50 yards. So I was running 50 yards there and back to 100. Pretty fast, as fast as like I could feel it with 80%. And then I'd recover until my heart rate got below 120. Then I would go again. Mm-hmm. So what tends to happen at the start, particularly for the more fitter people, is that you have less rest at the start, you recover a lot faster to begin with, then as the time goes on, it takes longer and longer to longer. Yeah. Plus your heart rate was going up even higher. So like in my first few runs, it didn't get above 145. But yeah. then suddenly towards the end of my 15 minutes I was doing this for, it got to about 160, 165, yeah. which is not you know any, any uh, maximum heart rate stuff at all, but it was going up and up and up each time, but I took longer to recover yeah. between it. I think that's the key, isn't it? Because obviously, because you're basing it off heart rate, it's personalized, individualized recovery. Whereas if we did it off time, you'd have to stick to that time. So you'd be running at higher and higher and higher and higher heart rates every single time. Exactly. And that is is what we see with people. They focus so much on time 
and they're, they're actually pushing themselves harder than they should be. Growth yeah. with aerobic, aerobic work comes in comfort, right? Yeah. That is such an important way to describe it. You're flirting with the aerobic th- anaerobic threshold, but you're not destroying it. You want to n- yeah. n- nudge it forward bit by bit, and you're going to build it out over time and repeat it over time. Now, um, if you put it into a group setting, for example, let's just take um, let's just talk about cricket for a group. If I took all my cricket team out and started doing these tempo runs with them, right? If I said they had to rest a minute between each one, they'd all do it. That's fine. It's nice mm-hmm. and easy, very simple. However, I guarantee you, some people will be working way harder than others, yeah, because they're not as fit as others. That means that I'm not getting the same right effect with all the players that I need to be doing. However. If I did an individual heart rate method with each of these players, right? What you'd see is some people would start running before others, mm-hmm. right? They'd all and start together scheduled. and then they definitely wouldn't all be together. No, yeah. no. But they're all getting the right workout. They're all improving their own to their own individual rate. And that's yep. the key thing here. Now we could go crazy with heart rate stuff, but I this, you know, we use the Maffeto method for 180 minus your aerobic threshold because it's nice and easy. It's super simple. Is it perfect? No. No. But it's the easiest one to use, remember. Same yeah. with the 160 minus age that we've discovered, we found works really well. That's the level we start to work with there because it's simple and it's easy to remember mm-hmm. and how we do it. Now, obviously, you know, we want to try and keep the same times between these little shuttles. So if you want if you want to get really geeky, you time the amount of time it takes between you getting between point A and point B, and you want to keep that for the entire period. Yeah. Once you start to dip below that, then your session should be over. So you want to have repeatability of the sessions. Now you could carry this over to say uh, rowing, which I think might be a lot easier mm. uh, in terms of time and distancing and measuring it. So let's say um, two fifty meters is quite a long way. He's looking at about a minute approximately for most average person people to do two fifty two fifty meters. So let's say one twenty five meters is a hopefully be around thirty seconds for most people. Yeah. Um, so ideally. You want to do a time for 125 if you're doing this tempo type running on a rower. So you're going to do 125 meters on the rower in a certain time frame, ideally maybe say 30 seconds. Then you're going to let your heart rate dictate when you recover. Then you go again. Once you can't hit that 125 meters on the rower in 30 seconds, your session is Session's done for the done. day. Yeah. As you say, session it's, is done for the day. that's the key, isn't it? Repeatability. We want to as much as we possibly can, within a second or two, you want to try and be repeating, repeating, repeating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that's, that's it. That's just how we approach conditioning for people here. Like getting into, we want to get moving faster. Like if you, if you just train slow, you'll just remain slow. We need to get people moving faster, yeah. right? But in a controlled manner. Yeah. To build out their fitness. And you can apply this for so many different sports, even running to some extent, but you can't do this until you do the base first. Yeah. Well, exactly. But also you can, the good thing about this is you can do it concurrently alongside base building because it's not going to be too intense. So you mm-hmm. can do, you can, you don't have to stop doing your base. You should continue to do your base building and you can do this, um, power work alongside it as well. Yeah. And what do you do to, to, to increase the intensity providing you are providing you, let's say you've got your 10 repeats in 30 seconds or whatever your time frame is. Uh, what is it? Volume? Just add volume? Yeah, volume. Tight. There's, just, there's so many ways, to me, ways to skin a cat, isn't there? So like for this, I, I want to build it out. Yep. So we say we, we want to aim for 10 sets. So the first goal is to, can you get to 10 sets of doing yep. this? 
right? And recover and still maintain your speed in between those meters you're running, running yeah. or rowing, whatever, or assault bike or, or assault whatever, bike or whatever your chosen modality you is. Yeah, exactly. Can you maintain the same speed, recover? and hit the same, hit those numbers, great. If you can, then let's build out. Let's go to 12, let's go to 14, let's go to 16, let's go to 18, let's go to 20 sets, right? Then once you build volume, we come back down and we increase the pace and we do it again. Yeah. So you, it's all about pace then. So you build out, then come back, speed up, do it again. Do you That's do longer idea. shuttles, shorter shuttles? I say there's so many different ways you could go with it. If we're doing running, it depends. Um, for me, I don't want to do 25-yard shuttles, yeah. for example, because that's the 22 yards is, is the length of More the More sport-specific for you. Sport-specific. Yep. Maybe footballers, soccer players are running more 50 yards in their sprints, so they, they want to do more longer pieces and, and changing direction. Yeah, it's, it's entirely sport. But 25, I think the old classic 300-yard shuttle test where you, it's, it, you choose either 25 or, or 50 yards. It's your yep. choice. Makes no difference. Shorter shuttles are harder, but you know, I'd always maybe start if somebody who's new to this, start off at 50 yards and do that to begin with. Yeah. Same with like this with the rowing machine. Again, I use the row because it's easier. You know, start off with 125. Don't go for 250 meters or 500 meters yet. You know, that's, that's a long yeah. way off uh, to do speed yeah. work. You want to do threshold that's lower. You can't go below 100 meters anyway. So that's why 125 is great because it's a yeah. It's a well, if you're doing off. 500 meters, that's where some of your base building can be. Doing slow exactly. 500 meter repeats, that's more yep. base. And we do a lot so. of that with people, don't we? Like the end, yeah. end of sessions, yeah. easy strength sessions, 500 meter repeats, it's conditioning. It's just nice and easy volume building. Then we can go to some of the speed work. Yeah. And it's shorter, shorter pieces, more intense to do it here. So, you know, we're not doing hard, alactic, kill yourself stuff because most people aren't strong enough and they haven't got the base or the conditioning. Yeah, and most people skip this middle bit of sessioning all, all together here in the middle here. So that's what we're going to talk about today is people is like, look, this is conditioning for the everyday athlete. I think most people will do well in this thing. Yeah. Uh, less likely to get injured, hopefully. Yeah. And, and, it's, less and it's a bit to, fun, actually, because people yeah. don't, you know, in an ideal world, do base, 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 base. But people get bored of it. Let's be honest, don't they? They're mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to go a bit faster. So this is a good way to mix it, mix it up a little bit. Exactly. And this is where the studies of like, oh, crikey, you can bring in Tabata and all these yeah. studies. Because, you know, even though the Tabata study is probably the most bastardized study <laughs> in the whole planet yeah. where everyone does it, it, has, it does have validity. It, it, has, yeah. it has its purpose <laughs> yeah. um, for introducing those sort of things. So, look, yeah. So, we don't want to be, just be slow for our entire life. And, and we're not strong enough half time to be going to, into this shitty world of shit shit which is like alactic kill yourself stuff also known as anaerobic shitty world of anaerobic, shit yeah yeah alactic yeah but you've got this middle zone here that we can develop and become really competent at and it'll make you feel good it'll make you feel you'll feel like whoa yeah my lungs work today but i'm still feeling refreshed and energized at the end of it so exactly so that is uh, how we approach conditioning for everyday athletes i hope that was useful if you do have any questions please feel free to comment. Uh, we're going to go on to the Insider podcast where uh, we're going to talk about Thor again, right? Because we, we did a, exactly. an Everyday Athlete, um, an Everyday Athlete, a Fits Over 30. That was the old iteration of the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, Fits Over 30 about uh, training like Thor. And we're going to expand on that a little bit now on the Insider podcast. So if you want to join us on the Insider podcast, James Breeze, give them the information. 
Yes, just go to strengthmatters.com forward slash insider circle. Uh, the Thor podcast will be free for everybody. Uh, it's a great way. If you guys want to see, get a free copy of the magazine, you can, we'll send you one there. We'll send you a couple of training plans. We'll send you some free books and a whole heap of other stuff. And you get access to some of our uh, insider podcasts there too. And Thor will be one of them. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, James. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Over 30 podcast with Josh Kennedy and James Breeze. If you love listening to these episodes, then please let somebody else know about this podcast. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more free content we can bring to you. Also, if you'd like to learn more about how we help people over 30 with a more bespoke training solution, you can book in for a free consultation with us at strengthmatters.com forward slash call right now.